but we're just not going to interrupt it this time. I thought it'd be fun if I didn't interrupt once. And then, like I said, that I was going to interrupt, and then that way, and you popped me perfectly, so thank you. Yeah. No worries. I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And nothing happened. So. They're loud papers outside, so hopefully that's not super loud. Well, I can definitely hear them. Yeah, that's annoying. How long are they going to be? I don't know. We'll see. It's a pretty big yard. They go in and out, you know. It's, I mean, kind of complex that I live in, so. Eh, we'll figure it out. If it's too bad, we'll re record. Yeah. Or fix it or whatever. Maybe I can clear it up later. We'll see. How was your weekend, David Silverberg? Oh, it was lovely. It's been a wonderful weekend. How about yourself? Mine was awesome. We, uh, Cowboys did well. Yeah. Ocho Cinco Inch Johnson is going to win again. Very nice. And I went 11 and 0 on my money picks. I mean, when you go 11 and 0, you kind of got to be happy. That means that I'm going to pick up some money this week. So I got the trifecta, David Silverberg. I got the trifecta. My bets hit, my fantasy hit, and how about them Cowboys? What a fucking game that was. What a fucking game that was. So I was excited. I love watching good football. Of course, it's always fun when the Cowboys win, but when it's a good football game, I mean, other than the fact that a six foot four man with his knees at the end zone line isn't a touchdown, but we're definitely going to get to that one because I have a beef to pick with the officials again this week. I think their their ability to keep relying on keep relying on replay is getting a little bit sickening. And I think they just need to make some fucking calls on the field instead of getting ready for the replay. That's my two cents. I got a lot to say about it because there's some just stupid things happening in the Seahawks game also. It's not even in Seattle. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Mike Tomlin going off. I mean, yeah, would they still have been able to like have one second on the clock and still spike it? But yeah, should the referees be able to make a fucking call on the field? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it just it's a little uh, it's a little interesting. So I'm excited to get into that as well. But let's break it down. lot of other games in the NFL some of them were fairly interesting we might have even forgotten about some of the results because it was so exciting which is my dirty segue to Tampa Bay and Philadelphia 28 22 what is the deal with Philly why do they just just unconscionably bad for three quarters of football and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter when it doesn't mean anything just good they make passes they make their runs they make their routes their defense comes up big are they going to be able to replicate this outside of the fourth quarter it's such a weird team it's the Jalen Hurts effect <laughs> not a good reality quarterback uh and so yeah I just I think that that is the issue is the quarterback of that team isn't a very good quarterback for the NFL even though on paper when you look at the end of the game 
it looks like he had a good game every week, pretty much. And that's why I've seen these good fantasy performances. But a lot of these, you know, yards and touchdowns that he's getting are kind of in garbage time, as you're pointing out, where it's not helping his team win, but he's putting up points still. So, like, yeah, like you look at the final score, that was a one-score one game. Yeah. And that's on, that's so, the other thing, too. He keeps, like, getting these garbage point garbage points to make it a close game and killing everybody's spread. I think they've busted yeah. the spread through three weeks in a row now in the fourth quarter. It's just heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> I think he's a quarterback that will keep things close but not lead his team to victories most weeks. And that's an issue for the, uh, for the Eagles. But, hey, good for us. Yeah. Everyone who owns Jim Hurts for however long he's started quarterback back for. Because he's consistent with their 20-plus point performances. So how does the Zach Ertz trade impact that? Does it impact it at all? That also happened uh, in the time yeah, frame I here. Saw that. I don't think that has massive fantasy impact. I think, I mean, it's good for Zach Ertz, to be honest. He's going to a better offense. It would be featured more, probably, I would imagine. I mean, Zach Ertz, besides the fact that Dallas Goddard was injured uh, recently, Zach Ertz was the second tight end on that team. Like, they kind of, you know, forgot about Zach Ertz a little bit on that team, and he's going to a team where he's going to be the clear starter at a tight end, presumably. I mean, I don't, I don't know why else the Cardinals would trade for him after this Max Williams injury uh, to their previous starting tight end. Yeah. So, I think he's a good compliment to the receivers, too. There isn't anybody yeah. of size in there, and he's a big boy who knows how to run routes so i think it's definitely an upside to the zach Ertz owners out there don't know how because like the only thing the only thing that is a little bit the wrench in all of this is that the arizona cardinals don't really like to target one person they clearly spread the ball around a lot so right but max williams was uh having a mediocre year i would say he was doing okay at times uh and Zachers, I think, is a better tight end than Max Williams is by like talent wise. So I think Zachers might be fantasy relevant where he wasn't particularly very fantasy relevant before most weeks. I think at this point he's someone who you could consider putting into your lineup uh for sure. Just because the Cardinals like anyone can get touched any week in the offense. There will certainly be weeks where he doesn't get touchdowns, but there also will definitely be weeks where he gets touchdowns on the Cardinals' offense. And you're going to want a piece of that if you have him. If you, you know, need a tight end and he's on waivers, which is definitely possible depending on how deep your league is and how many teams there are in your league, uh, I would say that he's someone you can consider picking up from waivers this week. You might have some value going forward, honestly, as a tight end. Uh, depends on who else you obviously have and who else is on waivers at tight end. If you do need a tight end, you know, that might be someone even better than Zachary, certainly. But he's someone that you would at least look at, I think, if he's on waivers and you need a tight end right now. Interesting. Or someone's week or something, you know. Yeah, he's picked up. He's owned uh, in my 12-team league. Ironically, to the guy who's in first place, so he's pretty stoked about that. Fuck you, Mike. You fluky piece of shit. He's also an Eagles fan, so he knows all about flukes and one-hit wonders. Oof. Wow. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Exactly. That's the tough part. I say some of these wild things, but tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead. Go ahead, tell me I'm wrong. Tampa Bay had a funny fantasy game. 
I was playing against a couple of receivers, and the only person that really hit me was Antonio Brown. But then he didn't really do anything compared to what he's done before. That was a little bit of a awkward game. I think again, for me, I read it off as the Thursday effect. Even though there was a pretty good amount of points scored in this game, it still wasn't a strange game. I felt strange game. Antonio Brown had a really good game. Uh, especially if you get a PPR, because that's nine receptions. So that's another nine points you get from a PPR league. If you're in a performance league, it's still 15.3 points. It's still solid. I mean, he didn't have like, an amazing game. It's still a very good game. Yeah, he usually get uh, he has more yards and more touchdowns. I know more touchdowns. He's had a couple multiple point touchdown games, but um, he had a little. He had fewer yards. Uh, this one, 30 or 40 less yards. Oh. Well, in the previous week, certainly yes. I thought he was going to go off for like 20. Yeah, he had a better game against Miami. Uh, and depending on if you're a PPR league or Premier League, he had a better performance against than he did against Dallas uh, or vice versa. But certainly this game was better than Atlanta. He didn't play against Rams and better than he did against New England. So this is either his second or third best game depending on the season so far depending on your scoring system. So I like Antonio Brown right now. If you have Antonio Brown, you're probably going to be starting him most weeks. Yep. Yeah, I just thought he was going to, like, go absolutely. Philadelphia's secondary is just god-awful. Yeah. The other issue is kind of like the Chiefs. They, or the Cardinals, I feel like the Buccaneers team likes to spread around a little bit. And so, you know, like Mike Evans is there, Chris Godwin's there still. Yeah, Leonard Fournette's still there. Mike Evans yeah. had a horrible game. I think he only had 2.7 in my performance league, I think it was. He did not have a good show. Yeah, yeah, he had a really rough game, actually. You're right. Uh, two receptions only 27 yards. So that's only 4.7 in PPR league, 2.7 in performance leagues. So that's really nothing for a uh, more serious Evans caliber. And that's the issue. It's like next week he can be all Mike Evans and very little Antonio Brown. Yeah. And you don't really necessarily know what's going to happen. But you still, like, if you have some with Bucks, you kind of have to start them. So, oh, yeah. So Antonio Brown is a definite flex. I don't think I can put him. You might be able to sneak him in a second receiver, just depending. But, like, it's also, like, you have to think about where people drafted him or where people would have picked him up. Like, Antonio Brown wasn't even drafted in a lot of leagues. And when he was drafted, he was taken way down there. So, like, you've already theoretically drafted a number one and number two receiver before a lot of people were picking up Antonio Brown. So that's the other thing that I'm also thinking about in that recommendation is that, you know, usually these people who have Antonio Brown... They should have two receivers better than him, uh, I would think, because, you know, this isn't six years ago <laughs> when Antonio Brown was coming off early. So, well, so right now, PPR leagues at least, Antonio Brown is wide receiver 15. That puts him, I mean, solidly in wide receiver two territory for most leagues. My 18 team, that makes him wide receiver one. Uh, if you want to really deep league like that, where you're in 16 to 18 team leagues, right, which is obviously huge. But in a normal league, right, 10 to 12 team league, this is a wide receiver two right now, based on his current performance. Like he's averaging 19.1 points a week or a game right now uh, when he's playing. I mean, 
that's pretty impressive. I think he's right now the most viable. He has some sort of chemistry with Brady, I think. But every, for every reason, Chris, Chris Godwin and um, Mike Evans really just don't have yet with Brady for some reason, I guess. Maybe dating back to their Patriots days. Maybe just dating back to the fact that like Brady just li- really likes Antonio Brown for whatever reason. Um, but Brown seems to be the most viable wide receiver in that team right now. Uh, when he is playing, obviously he you know did miss that one game because um, he got so he got injured week two, which is why he had a bad game there. Didn't play week three, but every other game he's had at least ten points, if not twenty, if not thirty plus points, which is pretty fucking impressive. Um, so you take out especially that one game where he got injured. They don't count the game that he didn't play. He would have easily a twenty plus point average right now. I mean. So I I think yeah if you have Antonio Brown you gotta start him every week pretty much right now, uh, Mike Evans Chris Godwin you guys think about starting them because they're still on that great offense but I think you gotta be a little nervous that they don't have the chemistry that Antonio Brown has with Brady, and also when Gronk comes back either next week or the week after probably I'm assuming that's gonna happen relatively soon because uh, they never put him on the IR so they obviously want him to come back sooner rather than later. You know, he also has that, you know, deep chemistry with Brady where he's going to be getting a lot of targets in the red zone, which I think really cuts uh, Mike Evans out in particular because that really is traditionally Mike Evans' sort of spot as, you know, this big guy, right? Yeah, I still I still need to see, like, at least another, at least another, like, consistent, like, if he goes again, like, next week, I think I'll buy what you're selling. But still, if I'm going into next week, I'm still starting. Like, Mike Evans is still a number. Like, I know, and I know Antonio Brown's getting the targets, and there's just something that just doesn't feel right with him. And I know it's, like, you know, probably a shitty excuse, but I don't know. It just feels like I'm in a time warp situation, and that just won't, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting, because I know Antonio Brown has the most targets by a mile, like, logically makes all sense. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm just waiting for him to like punch another parking attendant. <laughs> I mean, Mike Evans also has a great season too. Besides, if you especially if you take out like that week, this past weekend, week one, he's had all ten or twenty plus point performances. He's also getting a good target share as well. Yeah, this past week he has had one really lousy week, which happens. Players, I mean, I would not be, I would not be taking up Mike Evans. Out of a strong spot right now. I'm just. I'm not saying. I that. guess. I guess what yeah, we're all parsing exactly. is that if you have Tampa Bay receivers, you just start them all. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, those three. You know, you gotta pretty much start. It's hilarious. All right, let's get out of this fucking Tampa Philadelphia hole. Let's go over to London. It happened. the The longest winning streak or losing streak has uh, finally been broken. Uh, the lap dancing savior himself, uh, man. The I don't know if you saw in the red zone there where they showed him addressing his team after that, after the win. No, oh that. lord! Yeah, you got to go dig that up. You should actually go back through reds. I'm gonna go through red zone and I'll find it for you and I'll tell you the time on it so you can go back. Can you go back and watch red zone? Do you have that capability for rewind? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I I might have to share my login information. This is worth it. But I need to find the clip of him addressing the team. It's fantastic. Imagine it's so good. Like we'll share it on YouTube. Yeah, we'll we'll figure. We gotta find this. But it's comical. 
just like Jacksonville themselves. Uh, did you watch the end of the game? Uh, I did see the last play as a replay. Okay. Um, the announcers are my heroes. Shout out to the announcers from London this week. As soon as the Jacksonville kicker kicked it, he goes, nope. Because it's like clearly like way right. Or is the one before the tie. And he's like, nope. And then you just like watch it like slowly inching back and it like sneaks in. <laughs> he makes it to tie the game. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen such an opposite robo call ever. Like, oh literally as he booted it, the announcer was like, nope. <laughs> It just like creeps in and makes it. Oh my god, I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, funniest announcing call to those guys for sure. They made they made the game worth it because you know I'm just waking up when that one comes on and or like halfway through it and usually they're pretty dry, but I got some pretty good entertainment. The second shout out I want to give to that game uh, is for the funniest looking crowd, obviously. Um, but, all the 32 teams jerseys oh yeah there's you know more oh man they were so random it was like eagles packers and something else i actually sent a message to my group just being like what in the fuck like i know london's random but whoa there's yeah 32 jerseys hanging out which is pretty interesting so yeah the things that you see uh on those london games which you might not see anywhere else you know uh because the game was boring. I, I didn't see anything good about that game at all. Tua is rough. And uh, that's why the Dolphins are potentially interested in Deshaun Watson if the whole legal thing just clears itself up, which who knows? I mean, what's going to happen there? But they, uh, they yeah. need somebody older to really help Tua. I don't know. Maybe it was just one of those Justin Fields things where it was like really bad that one game back and then he'll get a little bit better. But I don't know. It was bad, man. Yeah, I like James Robinson on the Jaguars and not much else on those two teams. Jalen Waddle actually had a good game for once. Yes, Jalen Waddle. I was going to say. He was on a lot of people's benches. Pretty sure that performance was on the bench. Yeah, I was on one of my opponent's benches. I I laughed. I was like, ha ha. Reasonable decision because this guy had done fucking nothing this season pretty much, but great game for the bench. Yeah, everyone's talking like it was going to be like the Joe Burrow to Chase type of connection. It's been nothing. So, yeah. Well, congratulations, Jacksonville. I do want to say, out of all the first-year quarterbacks this year, Trevor Lawrence looks the best. Mm. It's hard to notice because he's such a shit team. He looks really good in the pocket. Like, if he didn't have to run for his fucking life so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, honestly... He, he looks pretty good back there, man. I, I want to make sure that that kid gets a little bit of credit because he's definitely surrounded by morons and plugs and just total clowns. I think he's going to be the best out of that draft class. When we look down in about three, four years, I think yeah. he might be the best-looking one out of the draft class. Mac Jones looks okay, but he's still – he can – I don't know. He's still running – he really – he hasn't done the back foot thing too much, but he reminds me of young Eli. Just running a happy feet. Just running around all the time, just not using the pocket and gunning it. See what happens. Mm. Casey Washington. It happened. I said it, right? Casey's got to beat these guys, right? 31-13. Yeah. 
Oh, I saw a decent amount of it. I was uh, watching Red Zone on and off while I was like half asleep that day. Uh, but Red Zone was on while I uh, was in and out of my slumber. <laughs> uh, I, saw, I saw a good amount of all the games um, from here on out. Casey looked like Casey a little bit at times during that game. And Washington looked like Washington. How did their defense get so bad literally overnight? How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. I'm curious to see how long they have the same owner. Because that's the whole thing that's going to happen. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, you know, again, he was taken away, like, of operational control through the last scandal. But, like, actually getting rid. It's amazing, like, that they got rid of Richardson in Carolina. Like, just at a drop of a hat. And yeah. Snyder's still kicking it. Like, right. yeah, if anybody right. doesn't know about the Carolina situation, go Google it. I'm not going to get into it now. And it's just, it's really interesting. I don't understand it, but Washington's bad. Uh, I'm happy that they retired Sean Taylor's jersey. That was kind of cool. Figure I mentioned that. Casey. I felt like they were trying to stretch him a little bit, you know. Pardon? Like, I felt like they were trying to stretch from everything, though. Like, like why now? I don't know, all of a sudden. Because Dan Snyder isn't running the team. That's why. Yeah. yeah. You can't just like create that ceremony overnight. You have to schedule that like before the season goes off, basically. Because you're always trying to do your halftime shows. You don't just like do them on the yeah. whim, right? So that was planned a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. sure. At least preseason, like probably even before that. So, yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot of controversy with that organization. So, Heineke did terrible. That was very interesting. I saw uh, the guy who has Russell Wilson pick him up as a streaming option this week, and that miserably failed. Kansas City finally ran the ball. This was kind of interesting. It took them long enough, the first time all year. Is CEH really that bad? Could this really be... Uh, do you think Kansas City moves on from CEH? We'll see. Yeah, I, I was never convinced that CEH was like a great running back. I mean, people all took him like last year as a first-round like, rookie. Just because he's in Kansas City, and then, like, I don't know, has he really lived up to that at any point, per se? He did. I like had that? him last year. He did well for about 11 games, yeah. and then that was it. Maybe 12. I'll say 12 just to make it sound better, because mm. the rest are shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt, but, I mean, so I think that this really, this really puts him back. I think this is a huge setback in his career right now. I don't know if he's going to be a running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I can see that happening. One of those veteran running backs who goes to a few different a few different teams in a few years. I just don't think the Kansas City system is for him. Mm. I think the kid's got talent, but he keeps running into his linemen. Maybe you need to put him on the outside more instead of trying to run between the tackle. You know, it's it's not a one cut and go. He needs to do a little bit more. So. Mm weird Mahomes doesn't look that good he does not look that good yeah i, I don't know if he's just figuring him out finally or what's going on if he's just having like an off season but, yeah, yeah he really hasn't had an off one maybe it's finally shown that he's human okay i know you don't want to talk about this one but we have to because it's on the schedule the los angeles rams 38 the uh the new york giants 11. We got oh. double digit points, so 11. Hey, double digits. Boom. That's that's the bar now. Double digits. Yeah, the Rams are a very good team. We had well, I don't know who we had. I guess John Jones. <laughs> uh, 
I just, I still can't. Well, you guys had um, Shepard came back, didn't he? Shepard came, came back. back. Yeah. Uh, Tony was there for part of the game. And got her again. Yeah. And yeah, we, uh, we have a lot of injuries right now, and we are also not near as good as the Rams are. That's what happens. And if you have Rams for you, you can start them right now because the Rams offense is a uh, humming. Bobby Trees, oh. bro. Bobby Trees scores again. Robert Woods, end zone. You like that? I heard that yesterday, and I love that. I don't know if that is his nickname, but someone said Bobby Trees yesterday. And I thought that was some funny shit. Well, so stat of the fantasy stat of the day, or the week, I should say, is Sonny Michelle had the best fantasy week of all. Now, by best, I don't mean that he scored the most points. There are a lot of players who scored more points than Michelle. Okay. He had the best fantasy week, because he had the best score. So, 4.20 points. Just so everyone knows, because they can't see the video on this yet, but like I definitely snapped my head back when David said that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's yeah. such yeah, a paradox for me. Four hundred twenty points, best fantasy performance. Not the most points. Not the most points. Just the yeah. best fantasy performance in yeah. my subjective opinion. Oh, give me a heart attack, David. A lot Dave. more benches though, just like Jalen Waddle. That's, uh, that was the point where everyone was like, oh, man, this silver buck guy was really fucking sleeping throughout the day. We're not listening no more. <laughs> yeah, I started to uh, Henderson, who had a great game. Dude, yeah, he's great. He's, if he can stay not injured, oh, man, I love watching him run, dude. I really do. Yeah. Cooper Cup had a great game. That's my draft mistake. I didn't take Cooper Cup. Yeah. yeah. I stared at him. And I was just like, Cooper Cup. Ah, I can't do it. And it cost me. Right. I feel that. And yet, we were both miserably wrong to not take Cooper Cup. Yep. Wrong, but still competitive. So, I'm taking it. Yeah. Um, Fuck the Giants. And uh, if you have Ram stardom. Why are you so confused by me saying fuck the Giants? I'm not confused. I'm upset and disappointed. I'm well, not confused. Then I'm not surprised. There's one thing to do about it. Hire Jason Garrett. <laughs> okay, I'm putting I'm it on. The, I'm putting it on the board. I don't think it happens this season. I think there's like a fifty-fifty chance it happens this season. But by the end of next season. Jason Garrett is going to be your new head coach. No. Yep. It's happening. They're going to get rid of judge and they're going to put in Jason Garrett. Mara I is going to think. I mean, he's going to interim coach. If judge get fires, gets fired mid year at some point, but I don't think he'd be like a permanent head coach. Okay. So then let's play this game. <clears throat> what if he becomes your head coach? If he becomes head coach, of the New York Giants permanently, I will become flexible enough to suck my own cock. <laughs> that is how strong I am. I'm not gonna oh man, that was one thing to say when I'm taking a dab. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. I thought David Silverbuck was finally going to pledge his allegiance to the Arizona Cardinals. 
and just say fuck it and take them. But no. Shout out to the cookie. Where did where did you get this cookie from? What's the place called? Let's go. The place is called Wicked Slice. Nice. Wicked Slice, if you're hearing, we have an audience share in Connecticut and Massachusetts. Get at us. Yeah. Be our sponsor for the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Look at you go, Wicked Slice. Thank you for the pizza. That's the cookies. They're both delicious. And thank you to listeners for putting up my eating during these shows repeatedly, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, it's happened a couple of times. I think, yeah, last episode was definitely tough to, like, try and edit it out. That was There is definitely some munching and crunching happening. And bag frivoling during the episode, you bag frivoler. We're <laughs> never going to get through this episode. We got to get going here. Indianapolis, 31. Houston, Three Carson Wentz looked like the Carson Wentz of old, and T.Y. Hilton flashback to ten years ago. T.Y. Hilton leads the Indianapolis Colts receiving core with targets and receiving yards, just to get injured and go out in the end of the game and get listed as questionable that. again. That's all that. Yeah, if he came back just get injured again, I'm just like, oh my god. At a certain point, you gotta just retire at that point, like, right? Like, dude, he, did you see that fifty? Like, did you see that fifty-four yard catch that he made? Yo, I mean, he still has it when he's healthy. But like, how many injuries are you gonna get before you? Just, at a certain point, just say, okay, this isn't worth it for my fucking health anymore, right? Like, even though I physically can still do this, but I'm healthy. I get injured so much doing this that, like, yes, I mean, he's been in the league for a long time. He has yeah. to have made enough money right now to like not have to do this anymore. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he probably, he probably just wants to because it's probably fun for him, I'm sure. Like, that's why he's still in the league. But, like, at a certain point, like, think about your health, man. You know, you get injured that much. It just. It's funny. So, bit, you know? what you're saying right now, I was actually going to bring up uh, about Richard Sherman. Because mm-hmm. he fucking went out. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. He went out in like the first series, second series or something. Like, it's the same thing, you know. I hate him. I can't believe I'm sticking up for him. I kind of sort of, but like, yeah, he needs to. I think he needs to retire too. But anyway, I, I guess like I agree to some capacity. Just Ty Hilton look real good, so you know that that's kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh. I'm so far wrong on Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. So they just stopped giving it to Hines. That's all that really happened. Like yeah. they literally just stopped giving it to him. It went from like a 60, 40 share and Naheem Hines was putting up more points and then they just stopped giving it to him. So kind of strange. Um, I like Taylor. I like Taylor. Taylor going to die. Yeah, I mean, he is good. He's definitely good. So we'll see what happens. I, uh, I'm i stuck with Aaron, Jones or Aaron Jones right now, and I'm having a time with him. He's doing all right. I just feel like he could be doing more. But he still put up 17 for me yesterday. It was good. Um, I get, you know, I just have more fun to cheering for Green Bay than Indianapolis. That's kind of another thing. That's also what that also comes down to. 
I cannot stand. I've never, even when they had Peyton Manning, they're so boring. I don't know what it is, but every single time I like, it'll turn on the AFC game. We're like, they're usually, you know, especially when Peyton Manning was playing for them. Indianapolis was the afternoon game on CBS for us over here on the West coast. And I, and maybe it's also because of, uh, What's his face? That's not doing play by play anymore. He, I used to fall asleep all the time. He was just so fucking boring. He was killing me. Quarterback used to be quarterback for the Eagles. Collins. I don't even know. I don't remember. It was boring. But yeah, I just remember the Colts. Like they're just boring. I don't. I don't like watching them. So it. Uh, it's a thing. Houston is terrible. If you have any sort of Houston Texan, you're not starting them. And Guns. Who? Brandon Cooks. If you have any, he's, yeah, I mean, PPR-wise, I did see him making quite a few catches on red zone, so he is probably doing PPR. What was his PPR number? Okay, let me look it up real quick also. Brandon Cooks, was, uh, he was on my bench. Shouldn't have been, though. He got 17.9 points on my bench. Nine receptions, eight nine yards. He's currently wide receiver 16, so. That's nutty. Uh, yeah, he's actually doing well in PPR leagues. On just a terrible team. Yeah, super terrible team. That, uh, and I think this this just also goes to show like how wild uh, <clears throat> the scoring difference can be uh, between performance and PPR. Like, I'm not even. There's no way that I'm taking Brandon Cooks in my league right now. There's just no way because he's getting zero touchdowns, right? So that's kind of the that's kind of the problem with him. He always one touchdown this season, so he was week two. Wide receiver thirty eight. Wow, that's a huge difference, right? <laughs> Yeah, the PPR. Yeah. That Darling. took me a minute because I actually had to count a few uh, just to like give you frame of reference because you're really going to laugh at this one. Odell Beckham Jr. is better. Jalen Waddle is better. Jacoby wow. Myers is better. Marvin Jones Jr. Tyler Boyd Sanders. Devonta Smith. Portland Sutton. Darrell Mooney. Yeah. There's quite a few people that are better than him. Uh, Ron- Rondale Moore is right behind him, followed by Allen Robinson and David Duvernay, and then Lavisca Chenault. So in PBR, he's right between Antonio Brown and uh, Terry McLaurin. <laughs> like that's the like. That's incredible. Mike Evans is above him. Uh, Dante Johnson, Colin Sutton, Amar Cooper, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett are all below him. Keaton Allen, Robert Woods, all below him in PPR. So That's yeah, amazing. if you have him in PPR, great. If you have him in performance, not great. Huh. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 34 to 11. This is another player pick that I got wrong. I still don't understand how. The Bengals offense puts up 34 points and not a single touchdown goes to Jamar Chase, but right. that's, I mean, 97 yards is still nice. Yeah. Detroit Lions 11. 
I think Dan Campbell is going to be the first one out just because of uh, Urban Meyer pulling one out of his, uh, you know what, this week. I think Campbell is the first one out. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And, I mean, he really kind of threw Jared Goff under the bus right or wrong in that post game. Right? Yeah, I was going to bring that up too and ask what your thoughts were. Boy, was that a speeding bus. Yeah, I mean, oof. so I mean, Jared Goff just isn't that good. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why it wasn't like a one for one trade. Like, they gave him a bunch of like they got a bunch of picks and Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Like, they, they knew what they were getting, I hope at least. Yeah, Detroit is such a dysfunctional organization. Who knows? Look who they hired. Look who they have hired. Oh. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on the Detroit Lions dysfunctionality, that's for sure. But if they don't get rid of Dan Campbell, I honestly don't think that they're going to win a game this year. They're so disorganized as a team. It's a train wreck to watch. Joe Burrow looks good. They pulled him early to make sure he didn't get injured, which was kind of frustrating because there was some garbage time points in there too. But Joe Burrow did well. Uh, I love you, Joe Burrow. I love cheering for that again. I just want to say that. I know I'll get eaten alive for the Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, probably at the end of the year, one for one trade. But God, is Joe Burrow fun to watch. He is just so fun. Yeah. Green Bay Packers, 24. Chicago Bears, 14. I own you. Did you hear that? I was going to text it to you, but fucking... After Aaron Rodgers fucking dances in all of the crowd and he fucking spikes it. And he's just like, yeah. And he goes, oh. I owed you. I owed you. And I was like, yeah, fucking rights you do, A-Rodge. You fucking get that. Because he actually showed the, the belt celebration for the first time in years. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And so that, yeah, he goes into the crowd and does that. And so apparently post-game, someone asked him of it. And he said that some lady gave him the the double bird. And that's when he was like, yeah, well, fucking, I own you, bitch. <laughs> Every time I come in here, I win. So I own you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love Aaron Rodgers. Me He's too. a funny dude. I do. Uh, I, I like watching him on Pat McAfee's show. I feel like they've done a good job of showing his personality a little bit. Yes. And he is just a likable guy. Besides the fact that he's obviously a great quarterback and wins a lot of games. Yeah, I had him as my quarterback last year. It uh, it was a pleasure. I uh, yeah, I love. He's funny. He really is funny. And I'm I'm a little bit biased, as I said, as I've shared. Uh, I don't know if on this podcast I've shared, but I know I've shared with you that I was fortunate enough to see Aaron Rodgers' first touchdown pass in the NFL. Live yep. in person in the old Cowboy Stadium in Irving. So, uh, yeah, he's got talent for sure. So I've definitely uh, loved to watch him play except when he's playing against us. And we get screwed by a referee who says it's not a touchdown when it was a touchdown and then has to apologize four years later. Chicago Bears, 14 points. I don't even know how they scored 14, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> they just that's a train wreck over there that's a definite trail train wreck except from a man khalil herbert what a sneaky pickup that was i snuck him up as a free agent pick 
no waiver needed. And he had a day. He even had a 20-some yard touchdown called back due to a really bad holding call, might I add. I think it was pretty bad. <laughs> so did the announcers, haha. But, yeah, terrible holding call. Just terrible. So, thank you, Khalil Herbert. Other than that, Devonta is amazing. Aaron is amazing. Both of them. Start him if you got him. Baltimore yeah. 34. The San Diego, not superchargers. <laughs> in there? Boy, did they do awful. Yeah, um, they got exposed. Dude, did you see them try fourth down twice and like dead ass in their territory? Fourth down in like the 20 yard line or something? Just <laughs> absurd. I don't know what Brandon Staley's doing over there. But yeah, they looked pretty bad. They looked really bad. Are the Ravens actually that good or kind of what's the anomaly here? What's the. I uh, don't know. It's hard to tell if the Ravens are that good or if the Chargers are just that overrated. Because I still think Bengals are going to be slightly better than the Ravens by the end of the season. Or maybe they'll have the same record and Bengals will win like the you know tiebreak or something. But I do think I predicted Bengals are going to win that division. So we'll see what happens there when they meet. I do think Ravens are a playoff team this year still. So we do get to see that next weekend, you know? Yeah. The opening line on that is minus six and a half for the Ravens. Wow. See, I would definitely take that bet for the Bengals. Yeah, I'm taking cover for sure. I'm going to try and get an open on that because that's uh, – I'm pretty sure the line's going to move back the other way. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it went minus five and a half, maybe even four and a half. I don't know. Maybe they're not that gutsy, but that's a, that's a wild opening line. Yeah, it's a bad line. I mean, good line for you, but bad line for them. Truth. This one – was also the other heart attack of the game, uh, week for me as far as bets are concerned. Every single time I put money on the Minnesota Vikings, they try in some way to fuck me. Uh, I have lost on the Minnesota Vikings prior to this weekend. I was over five in the last two years on betting in the Vikings. Mm. 34-28. I needed minus three and a half, and they did it. Carolina is a very interesting beast. Sam Darnold played. Mm-hmm. He's such a Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. He seems to be great with Chris McCaffrey next to him, but without Chris McCaffrey next to him, he just goes back to like Jets level quarterback. And to be fair, all the receivers don't catch the ball in Carolina. I think DJ Moore had four drops, maybe five. Uh, I saw Robbie Anderson have four. It was really bad. The receivers mm-hmm. like just straight in the numbers too. It wasn't anything crazy. They just weren't catching the ball. So it was pretty bad, man. Arizona 37, Cleveland 14. You know, like I said on the bets episode, I just cannot understand why Cleveland is favored. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, with Chubb going down, I knew Kareem Hunt was injured. It just doesn't, I don't know. And then Baker Mayfield got dumped, uh, dislocated shoulder. Going to try and play Mm -hmm. through it, but... So not only does he have the labor issue, but also the dislocated. That dude is broken right now. Yeah. So that's not good for Cleveland. I think Cleveland uh, is going to fizzle out. I think this is the beginning of the end for them, to be honest. Yeah. I agree with that. I, just, I don't thought the runs were that great. And I think 
Yeah, with injuries to key players, they're not going to be able to compete in a tough division uh, right now with the Ravens and the Bengals both kind of being really good at this point. I don't think you're going to get more than two playoff teams out of that division, and it's going to be Bengals as a division where Ravens the wild card, I think. Yeah, definitely difficult division. Cardinals look good. They look good. I'm still not convinced. Unless Buffalo doesn't really do their thing tonight, then I guess I'll have to concede Arizona to the number one seed. But I don't know. I still dislike Arizona. I'm going to be a hater, and a hater's going to hate. And you they're, they're your third team. You know, I mean. I was also right about this one. I knew there was going to be a rally game. The Las Vegas Raiders 34, Denver Broncos 24. Las Vegas looked like a totally different team, uh, especially even away, you know, being in Denver. Uh, you know, traditionally a difficult place to play, but missed my David Carr bet. But Vegas, Vegas did well. They definitely did well. Tim Patrick did well. Uh, Cortland Sundin missed like two balls that were just out of his reach that would have been bombs as well. So, yeah, interest. Bridgewater still looks decent. I'd still be starting a couple of those players. They're good for deep purposes, I feel. Yeah, I'm not going to try to send you too bad for the fact you just said David Carr instead of Derek Carr because, uh, you know, David Carr has been in the league for a little while now. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got, I said it once and I have to stick with it, I feel. I feel it's like one of my shticks. I don't know. Yeah, okay. vote, vote for it on Twitter if you really fucking want to. Yeah. And then, I mean, we can also, I'll, I'll ask I'll ask the listeners a question. If y'all listen to us on Spotify, if you click on the episode, there's going to be a question in the description, and you can hit reply and send us your response. So take a look at the description. There'll be a magic question for you uh, inside of there. We'll, we'll get that to you, folks. It's a new feature. Awesome. Love to fuck with things like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see what the Twitter poll has on the uh, fucking fantasy football. Yeah, we need to figure that out. Story. We'll get to the poll. We'll release that on our bets episode. Okay. Go we have a special guest coming. We do have a special guest coming. Yeah, I'm super excited for this. We'll tease that at the end of this. We'll get we'll get there. Let's go to Sunday yeah. night first, so then I can rant about my game. Pittsburgh twenty three, okay. Seattle twenty. Another overtime game. Most yeah. overtime games and. An oblivion. Gino Smith. Gino. Gino, Gino, Gino. Bumble Ruskies. Looked, looked about as good as Big Ben did, which is not saying much for him. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Uh, Alex Collins looked great until he got injured. I'm kind of mm. interested to see what the what the impact of that is. So they yeah. and then DJ Dallas got injured. They were to like their fourth running back. Travis Homer was taking carries at the end of overtime. Yeah, end of the fourth. Someone else going back from injury next week, I think. Who? Um, not Chris Carson. The other guy, the guy who started off as a second string running back, but was injured. Uh, Rashad Penny. Yeah, I think so. I thought he was on IR and gone forever. No, he's coming back this week. Next week, I mean, they mentioned that in the game. Yeah, I haven't even been watching with him. Alex Collins is looking so good that I didn't even think they would consider anybody else again. Well, Collins is down, though, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay, so he was put on our uh, before week four, which makes it this week, uh, week seven, uh, upcoming week against the Saints is going to be the uh, first time he can play. Uh, not guaranteed that he will, but he at least has the opportunity to. Interesting. Which, yeah, I'll have to monitor that. Given the injuries, depending on what happens with Alex Collins. Same if you want to look up for picking up on waivers if you need a running back for a week. Yeah. Depending on what happens with off and Alex Collins. Oh, boy. Be a juggling situation there. And uh, as predicted, the receivers didn't have that great of a great of a hot day, or the big names anyway. Will Disley had a day, but uh, Metcalf did not. I don't even know what Lockett's numbers were. I don't remember him hitting the end zone. So... so I did not start him, per your recommendation, in Pavan Lockett, and he did nothing. He had two receptions for only 35 yards, so 5.5 game. He was uh, not impressive at all. Jeez, I wish we counted my fantasy recommendations to you, too. I was on fire this weekend. Yeah. Well, we'll still see about Knox over Hawkinson. P.J. Hawkindex. Fuck. Hawkindex. Hacking, hacking dicks. Hacking dicks. Could also be hawking cocks. Yeah. But TJ hawking dicks, I don't know. It has a nice little end to it. Right. Yeah, well, he would have won me this matchup already, but we'll see if Knox can do enough tonight for me to win this Randall League and go to 5-1 and one in this Randall League. Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Fantastic still. Still pretty good. I'll agree. I'll agree. Big Ben, not fantastic. I'm curious to see if Najee Harris, if his value gets cut when they have a real quarterback. You know, I, I think they still need to use him, him, though. Yeah, I mean, they're still going to need to use him, but I, I think they need to use him more right now. I can see him actually getting a little less volume like after they get with a Big Ben. And I think he's getting extra volume because of Big Ben almost right now and Big Ben's limitations. I'm curious to see if this ends up being like his best fantasy season, honestly. Now that he's not going to be good going forward, but he's having a great uh, fantasy season. Right now, in PPR leagues at least, he's running back number three. So, I mean, he's having a fantastic season right now. Averaging 20.2 points in PPR leagues. I'm curious what he's doing in performance leagues because, I mean, he's getting some touchdowns too, so it's not like he's all receptions or anything like that. But certainly, the stuff is helping. I mean, he got so far two running touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns on the season. So, and he's getting yardage as well. Yeah, running back six. So, so yeah, I mean, he's a clear starter in any basically normal scoring system that you have. Uh, I mean, if you have him, you're starting Nashi Howard every week. Because that's what I was going to say is that you're kind of insinuating that like Ezekiel Elliott or Dalvin Cook will be terrible because. You know, they have, like, Dak Prescott or, like, I mean, obviously, Kirk Cousins is garbage, but, like, Dalvin Cook's talent, Zeke's talent, and that's funny. Like, Najee Harris is right behind Ezekiel Elliott and between, yeah, Kareem Hunt, uh, Eckler. He's pretty good talent on the point-wise. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a, he's going to be a stud. He's in there so far. Yeah. Well, I think he's going to be a stud for his career, but this might be, you might be seeing his best fantasy season in year one. I'm just excited that Aaron Jones is running back three. 
I didn't know that he was doing that well in my performance league. So yeah. maybe, maybe I should be higher yeah, on him. Yeah, that was one amazing week, though. That really boosted him. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. I think he probably had the best fantasy performance of anyone this season so far was that one week, pretty much. Maybe yeah. Derek Henry had a week better. He's, yeah, he had 17 this week in the performance. So he did all right. He's getting a lot of yardage. And then he gets that sneaky touchdown at the end to kind of like balance everything out at the end of it. So, all right. Anything else, Seattle, Pittsburgh? No. Going back to your Cowboys now. Oh, yeah. Let's get mm. it. Cowboys 35, New England 29. I would like to ask the NFL why they hate Dak Prescott and why they think that being in the end zone is not a touchdown. I just I just want to I want to understand that from my deepest depths and I'm sick and fucking tired of it. I'm just sick and fucking tired of it. I'm sick and fucking tired of watching the New England Patriots get away with blue bloody fucking murder. There's no you can call holding on every play. Understandable. I don't understand how one referee can call holding three times on one guy, but you don't call offensive holding on the other team once. How in the fuck does that even work? I don't even understand. Uh, it confuses me. I think we got they got one offensive holding call finally in the second half or something. Might have been the first half, but they had one in the time that it took this one guy on our team just to get three. I just don't understand what I hate. I hate New England. I hate them so much, and it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and that's single for the referees. You know, stop fucking waiting for the goddamn replay. If you go to the bottom of the pile and you see the quarterback with the ball clearly across the line, like, again, his knees are crossed the line. The nose of the ball needs to break the plane. How are we not scoring a touchdown here? It's the same thing as going to the bottom of the pile and awarding the ball possession to somebody. They make the call. I just, I don't understand what's happening with that. Like, I understand that you can say that you don't see the ball going forward, but I mean, when you're at the bottom of the pile and it's just that, it's that clear, I don't understand. So, it's happened two weeks in a row. And, I don't know. I don't get it. Am I uh, am I a crazy Cowboys fan ranting for no reason? I, f- I feel that it's pretty clear that Dak Prescott has been in the end zone twice and it's just not given to him. And I'm confused. On behalf of the NFL, on behalf of all people everywhere that's not Cowboys fans, fuck the Cowboys. I hope every call ever goes against them, no matter how unfair it is, and especially if it pisses you off. All right, Dez didn't catch it. Dak Prescott wasn't in the end zone. Get over it, you stupid little Cowboys fan. Oh, said like a true sour one-win Giants team? Do you even yeah, have one? Oh, we we won one. Remember against the Saints in overtime. Oh yeah, that's right. When there was like an eclipse or something. Jameis Winston's uh, 
LASIK surgery went bad for a moment, and uh, you. I think you're most upset that the only other team in the NFC that can challenge the Arizona Cardinals right now for first place is us. And I think that makes you a little bit unsettled. The Bucks and the Rams. See, again, I know on paper the Bucks won. That, that's a thing, but we definitely. And in reality, they won. I mean, they. It's not like they. Well, won. There, there's winning games, and then there's losing games for the other team. I definitely do not think that the Bucks won that game. I think the Cowboys made mistakes and gave it to Tampa. Tampa Bay did not convince me at all that they beat us. If we were to go back and play again, I definitely, I honestly believe that that, what would be the the point spread on that game? It'd be close. I mean, depends on who has home field advantage. And so right. usually when they set odds, they give a minus three and a half to the home team immediately. So whatever you see is supposed to be like, taken into account so i'm thinking that that game would open up at like either pick them or like minus one and a half <laughs> yeah and i don't right. even know who would actually have the minus one and a half maybe tampa in theory because they won that first one but the way both teams are playing right now i honestly don't even know who they would give that to so that's why i say it's super close yeah, and the Rams, I'm not, I'm not convinced that they can beat us right now, at all. The Rams are a one-trick pony. They can, they've been proven that they can be beaten, and quite, quite thoroughly. So, yeah, as long as Sean McVay is going to be running that ship over there, I love playing the Rams. I really do. Yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Yeah, rounds and bucks, I guess, you know, in the conversation, but I just don't see them, yeah. Don't see them stopping us. Unless fucking Tyron Smith goes out again. Good God, that fucking guy. Great offensive lineman, but can't stay healthy to save his fucking life. No. Terrifying every time I see him limp off the field. Anyway. I will wrap up uh, wrap up my rantaroo. Fuck the NFL for continuing to screw us year in and year out. I am the only holder in this room of an official apology from the NFL for a wronged call ever in the history of the NFL. So we'll just keep that to note. Des Bryant, touchdown. Thank you very much. True. The NFL's never apologized for any other call except that one ever in the history of calls ever like to a fault they didn't even admit when that touchdown was not a touchdown the sports books had to do it for them for god's sake that's how yeah. bad that shit is so just saying precedent there that's how badly we get screwed doesn't give me a championship that's for sure doesn't put me in the nfc championship it's the worst part but fuck you david greenberg fuck your giants are you going to watch the game tonight? Yeah, planning on it. Uh, at least for a little bit. I have a meeting during the beginning part of it, but after that, yeah. 
think it's been I think it's gonna be an okay game. We'll see. I'm interested to see what um, what Derek Henry does. Hmm. Let's see what Knox does, because I need him to have a good performance so I can win this Randall League. Yes, of course we need that. But I'm definitely excited because Henry usually comes on in the second half. So it'll be interesting to see how many points the Bills put up and if they can stop Derrick Henry in the second half and if it'll be enough. So, And Julio Jones needs a touchdown. Even though I've already won and beat you, Jerry. Ha ha ha. Uh, which is also, again, another Giants fan. So it's always wonderful to see the Giants nation get beat down by Cowboys all the time. Fuck the Cowboys. Go Cowboys, go. Go Buffalo, go Dawson Knox. Enjoy everybody. We will see you on our bets and picks episode. We're going to release it on Thursday. We're going to have a special guest, David Silverberg. Do you want to tell the people about the special guest that's coming for us? Yeah, we are going to have the commissioner of my 18 team league on the show. Super excited. Very excited. So we're going to ask her, uh, you know, what the setup is, get a little bit of history of the league, maybe understand some shenanigans. And uh, I'm excited for that. It's going to be pretty cool. Our first interview for the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Appreciate it there, David Silverberg. Yep. Have a good day, brother. And I, uh, you know, goodbye to everybody. Thanks for listening, as always. And we'll catch you guys on our Bets and Picks episode on Thursday. Have a good week, everybody.